0: Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Sunny Day. Welcome to the Sunny Day Show, home of gospel, hip-hop, and R&B. And we're excited because this is new territory for us and the um, Sunny Day brand. And I'm just excited because this is some of my background. Um, having a radio show and um, doing music as well as TV and all of those different things. So I just believe that this is a part of my gift or part of my calling is to share with you Uh, what's on my heart, as well as others, and to have a platform where we can talk and we can discuss and have conversation. And of course, this podcast is going to be uplifting, inspiring, and positive um, information that we're going to share with you, as well as interviews and conversation about what's going on in our pop culture, in the news, as well as the gospel community. I believe we need a platform to share that information. listening to The Sunny Day Show. I am your girl, Sunny Day. And today's show, we are talking about gospel music, the new online church, and the Clark Sisters movie. So everything is gospel today. And I'm excited because there's so much happening. As you know, we're living in a pandemic world, and we have been on a stay-at-home order all across the country and most uh, states where the governors have issued uh, stay-at-home orders. And um life is just different. Things are, have changed and um just the way our normal is right now is really um unbelievable. Um huge adjustment and uh, I believe that God is really really doing something uh, Miraculous—that's going to um, blow our minds eventually because uh, because of who he is, right? Just because he's God. So I want to talk to you today because there's some exciting things that's happening in the gospel community, and um, I think it's um, really going to be a little um, a little different. And so I want to. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some people on to um, give their view and their thoughts on this this topic mm-hmm. and the things that we're discussing today. Uh, because uh, if you haven't noticed, if you're online or in the online world, you probably have seen several uh, live concerts and you've seen people uh, doing interviews, going, um, doing more things online with their social media platform. And uh, I believe that is the new way of life for for us all. That's how we're staying connected. And I got a chance to catch some live concerts in the gospel community. And I don't know if you caught any of them, but uh, I do know that Kirk Franklin, uh, Tasha Cobbs, Dietrich Haddon, uh, myself, yours truly, Sunny Day, um, Isaac Carey, as well as Demita and Fred Hammond, all of these artists done live concerts in their own spaces and own different ways. I believe Fred Hammond did one in his garage with all of his cars that he collect. Um, That is a Detroiter, as you know, and um, it was really, really exciting to see the unique ways and even the ways of how many had to adjust to the platform of social media and having the interruptions when it comes to the internet and the connections and all that stuff because so many people are streaming live on, um, on their platforms and a lot of people, um, the internet is, internet is being bombarded and so more people are at, are at home. I think I saw a number uh, recently through um, scrolling uh, through social media or the internet or something where they're saying like 12.3 billion people um, are at home right now and I'm like oh wow that number is is unbelievable and the things that you could do with having access to that many people so of course my brain my analytical brain those of you that know me um, I begin to brainstorm and think and just start you know pondering and analyzing stuff and like oh my god that many people are at home and have access to social media what could we be doing So light bulbs begin to go off on a lot of different things. But anyway, if you caught some of those concerts, I'd love to hear um, your thoughts and what you thought about them. And um, as well as if any other artists may have done um, some concerts that you knew about and you want to share what that is. We'll try to get that on to the show in this segment and see what happens and see if you um, your 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 view on some things. Uh, but I want to ask this question, how do you think the gospel music industry will be affected by this pandemic? As we know, the gospel uh, music industry is a um, genre that is considered to be um, not as big as pop and rock and country and all of that. Um, it is really a uh, industry that has taken a hit over the years and has it's not really in the top uh, numbers, if you will, when it comes to record sales and all those different things. Do you think that more people are listening to gospel music now? Um, or is this going to be a um, kind of like a transition for gospel music because of the fact that church or people of God or churches is really the venue for majority of artists where they um, do their concerts and the church is really their their um, their customer if you want to look at it from a business standpoint um, the church people are are their customers and a lot of people are not um, really going to be um, I don't know if you want to say going to church Um, sort of speak because of that this whole thing that's going on right now I think there's going to be a paradigm shift when it comes to how music is going to be viewed how music in the church is going to be looked at as well as um, how artists are going to bounce back from this and if that is possible with this uh, pandemic as well as with we know the or is the industry going to shift and change and be greater Uh, i'm just curious as to see what's going to take place with um with the music industry and how churches are going to or how artists are going to um, use their their fan base or their audience or their people that purchase their music um, and record labels for that matter how are they going to market um, these gospel artists, and how are how are you going to connect with your audience if the church is the venue, or if the people of God is your your venue place, and or your venue customers? Those are the ones that buy tickets to your concerts and all of this stuff. Not only in gospel music, but it's going to be in all genres when it comes to music, uh, because touring and concerts and all that different stuff is a gathering of people. So. I know that we will um, we will eventually bounce back um, from this. But in the meantime, what are we doing or what is it that we are going to creatively have to do in order to maintain and possibly expand your audience or um, do something out of the ordinary, something unorthodox, something that is um, really never heard of? So there's going to have to be very some really, really God ideas um, in order for gospel artists to sustain themselves and hopefully be able to, to continue um, the genre of gospel music. So I'd love to hear your thoughts um, on that as well. And I'm just, you know, I'm sitting back as artist myself and I'm, you know, asking God what I could do as well, because those of you that know my, my lane of music Um, my audience is primarily the prisons and inmates. And so if I can't go into the prisons, then uh, what do I do as as an independent artist and all that stuff? So there's a lot of things that um, I believe this pandemic is going to um, shift us um, creatively. I think it's going to shift us um, in ways that we probably didn't even know existed. So I do know things are going to be birthed out of this particular uh, thing that has overtaken our society and really has shaken our world. And uh, we really wanna pray for those that are in the the faith community that have have passed away. Uh, Several pastors have passed away and uh, mothers of the church and just uh, musicians and just a whole bunch of different people that were faith walkers um, that have transitioned. So our, our prayers go out to those families as well as those congregations and those churches. And and that's a whole nother um, topic and conversation there. How are those churches going to um, maintain as well as um, bounce back from the death of a leader? Can you imagine the death of your pastor, your leader? And sometimes a lot of churches don't have things in order and they don't have things in place to for their predecessor and the person that's going to um, take over the church and um, not predecessor I'm sorry their successor that's going to take over um, their church and and if those things are not in order how do you go from here and then especially if you were doing online church already and then you end up passing away all that oh wow that transition is oh lord that shift is is really um, going to be um, really really um, critical, as well as um, prayerfully not detrimental um, to that congregation or that body of of people. So our prayers really go out to those that are in um, having those difficulties right now. And these are things that uh, you never even thought about. Like okay, and people have to realize pastors. Are pastoring churches in a pandemic? Stuff that you didn't even think that you would have to do. And I can speak from experience because myself and my husband pastor a church. We took over my dad's church, and so um, here we are in our um, second year. I believe it is second or third year. I can't even remember. We're in our second year pastoring, and this is a pa- There's a pandemic. <laughs> there's a pandemic going on. So as as new pastors, what are we doing or what can we do or what, you know, that stress level that could be upon people in my, in my position as well as those who just started a church. Can you imagine? So there's a lot that we have to think about and be considerate of and be compassionate about and patient as well and even prayerful because you just don't know. What people are possibly going through and the burdens that they may be carrying um, due to um, due to this pandemic. So, I just think I think it's time for a little break, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about this um, the new online church and how things are taking place in the faith world when it comes to you. I'm doing church online. Hey yo! Hey yo! Hey yo! This is Big Jake from the Gideon Crew, and you listening to the Sunny Day Show, and it's the home of gospel, hip hop, and R and B. Y'all better tune in. back and this is your girl sunny day home of gospel the pop and RB that is the sunny day show listen I am enjoying myself and as we continue to talk on this podcast let's talk about the new church um, since we're talking all things gospel today let's talk about the new church um, how many have been to um, an online church experience and when I say the new church I am specifically talking about the fact that there are st- at home, orders in place. If you don't know, there's a pandemic going on in the world, and um, no one can gather. You can't even gather. They're saying ten or less people, but primarily, majority of people, churches have um, shut down. And when I say shut down, I'm just talking about the building, folks. I'm not talking about uh, the whole thing of, of church itself. But the buildings have been closed and many pastors and churches are going online and having church online. And so with this new experience, I believe that it is a phenomenon, really, because on a given Sunday, and, and it doesn't even have to be Sunday, um, people are doing things all during the week. But primarily on a given Sunday, I would love to search these numbers just to find out how many people are um, streaming live services online between the hours of 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. I would love to know those numbers. to find that out so somebody listening and you have those numbers and you can search that for me I would love to know that uh, just to see how what, what it looks like because this is a worldwide thing so yeah email me sunnydayonline at yahoo.com if you got that information that would be cool I would love to know that but there's a new church okay so now you have an online streaming and you're actually preaching to an audience that you cannot see wow audience that cannot respond to you especially in the black church we're known for call and response type thing and so um it's very common in the black church for you to hear a amen or you to hear a hallelujah just projected out loud or you to hear someone clapping or shouting or anything Um, that is the black church experience and for those of you that are listening that are outside of that uh, African American culture uh, you may not know what I'm talking about so uh, that is our experience and that is what how we express ourselves as culturally and so if you've never been to a black church experience <laughs> you might be afraid if you are of another race and you've never experienced what goes on in a black church so you might want to <laughs> take a look and maybe you can um, have that that cultural experience it is one like no other however but talking about the fact that a pastor has to preach to a audience he cannot see and to an audience he cannot hear and nor audience he cannot embrace wow can you imagine that and what that is like um for someone or for a um organism that has done this for 100 plus years and this is the first time in history of of America, of this country, where you cannot go to a physical building to go to church. And so it's kind of like what other third world countries have experienced all these years um, with not being able to go to the place of worship. And so now the place of worship is actually in your home. So some pastors and churches are um, gathering um, in their home. Um, and sometimes it's just the pastor and his family, and sometimes it is the past, just the pastor. Um, and sometimes they'll have a, some people were going to their church and preaching from their pulpit and having the musicians come and have that experience of worship time with you know, no congregation. So this is just something that has never been seen or heard of, and it's amazing. It's amazing, and to have to have that experience and to be able to um, really, really, it really separates the fact of everything else that that was being done to where now the focus is simply on the Word of God. Period. It's on the word of God and worship. That's period what it's what is, um, focused on. Everything else is obsolete. Everything else is eliminated. Um, your children's church is gone. Your Women's Day, your Easter speeches and programs, and your um, dance ministry, and your drama and, and mind ministry, and your Women's Day programs, and all of these things have been eliminated. And now the focus is only on the word of God and your worship. So now your thought becomes, were you, are you the church? Or was the church the building for you? Yeah, let me say that again. Are you the church? Because that's who we are, if you didn't know. Is the church in you? Or was the church in the building? So now you will have um, people prayerfully. Um, my 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 main prayers for babes in Christ, people who just converted, who uh, who church was their lifeline, and coming to church was keeping them grounded and all that different stuff. My prayers for those people. For those that have sat in church for fifty thousand years, um, my question to you or my concern to you is: Was the church in you all this time? Or was, was the was the church the building? Because now you don't have the building. And now it's a, a foundation of what um, has been laid and if there is a foundation or is is if there is a faith, um, still maintaining. So with this new online church, how are you able to receive, are you receiving the word and the concept of social media and different platforms, where you got to go live and make sure things, so, so everyone is learning as we go, really, for especially for those who probably were not doing this, especially that small church or that medium-sized church that um, didn't even have this type of platform to do this, or even have no one in their church that was technical savvy, or maybe live in a rural area where the internet. Um, the internet um, capabilities is, is not as great as it would be in, in the city, right? So what do they do? And I've seen where churches have in drive through church where people pull up on the parking lot and the pastor and the congregation, they're outside and they're preaching from outside and the people are listening in their, from their cars. Or if you're a church that is technical savvy and have those means, you can listen to it in the car like you going to the drive-in movie. So uh, it is definitely an unprecedented time in our history and how church is being done and what people are doing in order to keep connected to that congregation. And I think it is a, um, a really, really critical moment in 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 the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, um, to be able to keep souls, keep souls from drifting and keep souls from falling away especially during this time. And so I'm just excited because I know that God has an ultimate plan and I know something is going to be birthed out of this. And uh, I'm just excited. So we're talking all things gospel and the new online church. And I'd love to know what your experience is like. So if you want to um, share, you can go to uh, my page on um, Sunny Days at Brand. I think I may make a Sunny Day show group page so people can actually listen to the show um, that link there I don't know I'm thinking if I need to do that as well to have a a, a following there or just keep it on my on my page so I don't know right now but anyway that's um that's the interesting part about uh, technology and social media as well as um, church so imagine if we didn't have technology or social media what would the church do what will, what how will we be connected so really you would have to have church in your home with you and your family as it started in the in the bible days you would really have to have a foundation of faith in your home already so my prayers go out to that household that family that is so far away and removed from jesus in God and don't have no relationship my prayer is that they may come across some online service and something may spark in their hearts and they will get their families together and gather and, and begin to um, teach their children about, about Jesus That that's really my prayer so we'll take a break and be right back as we go into our um, final and last segment of this uh, show all things gospel and we're talking about the Clark Sisters movie Thank mm-hmm. back. This is your girl Sunny Day with the Sunny Day Show, home of gospel, hip-hop, and R&B. Did you hear that trailer? Listen, I know that you're going to be watching the Clark Sisters biopic movie on Lifetime this coming Saturday, April the 11th. You don't want to miss that. Listen, I'm telling you, I believe this movie is going to win many awards, and I also believe that it's going to break the record for Lifetime movies. So I'm saying it right here on the Sunny Day Show, that the Clark Sisters movie is going to be the number one movie um, seen on Lifetime. I don't know what movie it uh, that has the number one spot right now um, as most viewed, but I'm telling you, this Saturday night, that this movie is going to be the number one movie uh, that's going to be aired on Lifetime in its history. And so I'm excited. And why am I excited? Of course, because they are Detroit sisters. Yes, right here in the city of Detroit. I'm excited because this is the story of legendary um, Clark sisters, um, children of and daughters of Maddie Moss Clark, who was a um, phenomenal woman of God who um, set bars, changed um Um, set standards and changed a whole generation and changed um, how gospel music was done and uh, created a lot of different um, choir formats that we see and use in church. She was the creator of that and so I'm excited to watch this movie because I I just want to know one thing. I have one question because I don't know this part of the history. Um, How did it go from five sisters to four sisters um, being the Clark sisters? I want to know what happened. Uh, what you know? So I can't wait, and I'm thinking of having. Since we are in this social distancing thing going on, um, I'm thinking of doing a Zoom party um, for the movie with some family and uh, watch the movie together. I think that'll be cool, and maybe you know, stream it on my on online or something like that. But I think it'll be cool just to have and to do um, do that as a as a fun way to. Uh, watch can't be together, and watch the movie together. Oh my goodness, uh, that is so sad. But however, listen, you got to watch this movie on Saturday, the Clark Sisters movie. This is the first of its kind. Do you understand what's about to take place? Because it's the first of its kind. There's so many stories of people, of how um, they got to where they are, especially a gospel community. Our stories are not really told um, as much as you see other people's stories so this is the first of its kind and shout out to um, Dr. Holly Carter who is the visionary behind this and um, who pulled her giftings and talent and connections to to get none other than Queen Latifah, Mary J. Blige, and Missy Elliott on board as executive producers of this this film and so I'm just I'm ecstatic about um what doors these are going to open, as well as how their story is. And I know they probably are over the top with excitement um, about this, as well as the fact that Key Shearer, who is the daughter of Karen Clark Shear is playing her mother. Can you imagine that? That is so, so unique and so humbling to know that you get to play your mother in a movie. Wow, that is just awesome and beautiful. And I'm just excited about it. Um, What doors are going to open for each of these um, um, actors, actresses, actually, that are playing these roles and for this film. And so I can't wait to see it. I hope you're going to be watching uh, the movie and I would love to know your thoughts on the movie. You can um, actually share them on my social media pages, Sunny Day, um, the brand page on um, Facebook, as well as my Instagram, Sunny Day. You can follow me there and Twitter. I love to know your, I'm sure we're going to be tweeting live while the show is going on. So I cannot wait um, to have this um, have this conversation of what's taking place. I don't know, I might do a watch party or something. I'm getting some crazy ideas on um, just being a part of this, this, this whole um, phenomenon that's taking place at this particular time. Can you believe that? all of this is happening and I think it's going to be so powerful and I'm just excited to be alive and be a part of of history of what's taking place and knowing that this movie is going to do great numbers. They are the first ladies of gospel is what they're called. If you don't know them, haven't heard their music, you need to check them out. They do have a new album out. Um, The Clark sisters um, have come back together and they have a new album out and produced by J. Drew Sheard, which is the grandson of Maddie Moss Clark, as well as the son of Karen Clark Sheard. So, can you imagine that? Just to have your whole family involved in this whole process is what's beautiful. And I think it's definitely needed in our culture um, and in the faith community to see a family um, do something together of this magnitude. So, I'm excited about that, and I would hope um, that you are going to. Be watching. And so I thank you guys for listening to um, the show. And as we get ready to um, close out this episode, make sure that you are uh, subscribed and that you are um, have your notifications on as well to know when a new episode has been posted. And my goal is to post a new episode every Wednesday. We'll have some new stuff to talk about. All right. And so, as I said, you have listened to The Sunny Day Show, home of gospel hip hop and R&B.